Hello and welcome to another episode of Depend Explaining. I am Veronica. And I am Jen. What's up, Jen? Hey, Veronica. How's it going? Um, it's going well. Um, I'm losing track of days again. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is today. I know. I am. I'm losing. I'm losing it. I'm losing. <laughs> where? Where are we? What? What? Where? What? Who? Where are we? What are we? Why are we? <laughs> Who are we? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. We are irrelevant to everything that's going on right now. <laughs> yes. It's um I mean it's a struggle every week. It's the same thing. I know you all hear me complain about it every week. It's it's the same. I feel like it never changes. We don't get to go anywhere. We don't get to do anything. So here I am. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> Jen, you should know this by now. Wherever you don't go, there you are because of COVID. Yeah. Wherever you go, you don't get to go anywhere anyways. You have to stay put. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, settle down. <laughs> settle down, settle in, <laughs> calm down. Don't calm down. Whatever. You're entitled to your feelings. You be you, Jen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm in a good mood right now because we are recording Do you hear that? Me neither. The children are gone. (laughs) They're in school. I don't have to apologize to anybody today for the children because they're in school. They're happy as little clams. Are clams happy? I don't know, but they're happy as clams. And they're they're just enjoying their, their third day. They're on their third day today of school, and they're enjoying themselves. They're happy every time I go pick them up from school. And they'll come out and be like, Mommy, I learned French today, or I learned math. And we watched Mr. Bean during lunch today. <laughs> That's what my son was telling me, because they don't get to go out to the lunchroom, so they have to oh, eat their yeah. lunch in the class. And he was saying, yeah, we watched Mr. Bean. And I was like, like the cartoon or the, the actual person? He's like, the person. And I was like, oh, I was like, did you like it? He said, yeah. So that was kind of funny. That is funny. I I remember my daughter used to tell me that they would watch Mr. Bean too. Um, oh, really? I don't know. It would like come across on the TV or something. She's like, oh, we've watched that before in school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? I've never seen it. So I don't know. Like, I know I the the guy whatever his name Rowan something his name is Rowan something I know that um but he was in that movie Rat Race yes and he was really silly in that like his physical comedy was funny like I enjoyed it so I figured that's how he is yes in yes, the movie that is how he acts yep I'm gonna have to watch it he's a goofball yeah that's probably why the kids absolutely adore him because he's just crazy a goofball <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right, Jen. Oh, it smells really good in my house right now. It's Is Dave cause... cooking dinner? Yeah. Is he in the kitchen where he belongs? Yeah, finally, right? He finally learned his lesson. Yeah. Tell him where he belongs, Jen. In the kitchen. Belong in that kitchen, cooking me dinner in front of that stove, getting all toasty hot. Yes. Making a list of all the chores you have to do after dinner. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you have been promoted to housewife. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Housewife. You've done it. Well done. Yeah. Kyle's like, I have, I start my school today. And I was like, all right. And then I was like, I have to do, I have to do laundry. I have to record today. 
I have to do this. And I was like listing off all the stuff. I was like, so, you know, just a normal day for me. It's <laughs> yeah, like, I too have school, you loser. I have to find time for that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's another day in paradise. Mm-hmm. Speaking of paradise, you're in paradise, but you're stuck at home. So I think a good dose of um, emails would be good for Jen right now. So she has something to do. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, so I think you guys should email Jen. I say Jen like she's the only one that has access to the email, but she enjoys it. And you can do that (laughs) by emailing us, or Jen specifically, at (laughs) dependencefleeting at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are all there. You can also find us on the Milsome Muster app, where she updates our podcast every week yeah we are there download it on all your devices and make sure you go and rate and subscribe because that helps us out more than anything else it helps us reach the top of the charts get out there reach more people reach out don't touch anyone just (laughs) subscribe and rate (laughs) don't touch touch anyone (laughs) no touching don't sneeze on people don't lick Mm -hmm. people don't lick Mm. an item that you're supposed to give to somebody else keep your bodily fluids to yourself (laughs) don't let your spouse touch you either yeah yeah you tell them they don't gotta touch you you keep that you keep your hands to yourself yeah and your everything yeah and your everything Be like, COVID! Every time they come near you, just yell, COVID! And then they'll get the hint. COVID! Yeah. It's also an STD. (laughs) COVID. Thank you. (laughs) Who are we thanking? Thank you. My housewife. Your housewife brought you a bowl of something. I can't tell what it is. Pork. It's a mashup of pork and rice yes this is a time difference people i am having i'm on my second cup of coffee because it's morning here and jen is having dinner where she's at what is this life it is super weird i'm yeah it's weird it's weird but at least it works (laughs) i thought the world was flat and that we were supposed to be in the same time (laughs) yeah what happened to that where's this flat earth where we should be all on like the same time zone and not that far off like yeah i'm in the future and everybody in in my family in the states is behind i keep forgetting that it freaks me out every time i i have to like really focus and be like oh yeah so it's only tuesday there yeah when it's my day's like almost over and yeah yeah i had to explain that to my mom one time because i was like when we were in in or around the same location you're at right now um she was like, if I were to leave today, when do I get there? And I was like, if you were to leave today on a direct flight to here, you would get here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, just go with it, mom. Just go with it. And she did. What? She did it's, arrive yesterday Yeah. when we were there. Yeah. It's freaking weird. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Oh, the earth is round. You know, yeah, right. I know. I don't think yeah. we have... Daylight savings, either. You don't. You don't. That's right. It was wonderful. Finally. Finally. It's like living in Arizona again. Arizona knows what's up. They don't do daylight savings. They're like, really? We don't need that shit. (laughs) Grew your spring forward. How about that? Who 
needs that? Screw it's it. a load of baloney. Yeah. Why are you springing forward? Where are you going so fast? Mm-hmm. You got nowhere to be. It's COVID. They should cancel daylight savings time because COVID. Nobody has anything else going on. Let's just cancel it. Time is irrelevant <laughs> at it's this so point. True. Just Every, get rid of I mean, it. Everything else has been canceled, so why not? Yeah. Your life has been canceled. You don't have time for anything. Therefore, time doesn't exist. Yeah. We should just get rid of time altogether. Time does it's not just, matter. It's pointless. It's pointless. Uh. <laughs> time isn't real. It's not real, just like the earth is flat. The earth is flat. Time isn't real. And uh, we are all just in an aquarium of people being manipulated by a reptilian overlord, right? That's what I think is happening here. Yes. (laughs) This is my theory. Aliens. (laughs) Aliens took over 2020. That's why everyone's lost their mind. And that's why no one knows what's going on anymore. I think if aliens took over, they're doing a really good job of ridding us humans of this place because humans are stupid. (laughs) We're stupid, people. Just kidding. You're not stupid. You specifically, whoever is listening to this podcast, you're not stupid. And I appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. And um, we love your support. So that's what matters most. And you're not dumb. Because you're listening to us. (laughs) And we're dumb. And we're just giving you information. (laughs) You do do with it what you have to. (laughs) We're just here giving you our unsolicited opinions, unapologetic opinions. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, here. Our uneducated opinions. (laughs) 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 It's life experience, so... What could be better yeah. than that, you know? Yes, exactly. I've yeah. lived through so much. Yeah. You should hear me out. I love reading all those posts of, like, uh, on, like, the, the um, just, like, community pages or, like, young dependas reaching out for advice. And it's like, well, I've been married to my service member for one year, and this is how it's happening. Or I've been married to them for three years, and this is how it's happening. And I was like, move over, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, move over 15 years here. But then there's somebody else who's like, move over, bitches, 20 years, 20 plus years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like retired. How about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be us soon. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be the retired dependents. Then we're going to have to change our name to retired, tired dependents, planning. Yeah. Tired retired. dependents. Retired it's edition. Tired. Dependa's finding retired edition. Yeah. But desperate Dependa. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I rebranded ourselves. We're the desperate but it's Dependa. Cool. Yeah. I mean, at least we've got the knowledge. We've been through it. So uh, we have firsthand mm-hmm. knowledge. We don't have to research everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we have issues with is when we come across a different branch. Because like we always say like we're Air Force Dependa's. But we don't know much about the other branches, and that's where our research comes in. And a lot of times it's wrong because the internet is wrong a lot. The internet is not wrong. (laughs) Please. Uh, It's so right. It's so right. It's so right. It's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The internet. Yeah. The internet tells the truth all the time. 
forever. About about eight percent of the time, I'm positive it's a hundred percent right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Something like that. It makes sense <laughs> in my head, so it's okay. Calm down. <laughs> chill. Chill. I'm just stalling so Jen can eat, finish her dinner because I can see her scooping food into her know, mouth sorry. right now. Dave's like, you need to eat. You can't, you can't just sit in there and not and, and wait and eat later. And I'm just like, oh, he's so kind bringing you dinner in the closet. I know. I'm in the closet again because I figured this, this works out much better. <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, we just, booked our, we just booked our tickets to go to Harry Potter World. I'm excited. The kids are really excited too. They're gonna have so, so much fun. It's yeah. Awesome. It's the so best. I was like, well, since we can't leave the island, let's go do something close. So I was like, we'll go down to Harry Potter World, which is right outside of London. We can do something without going into London and then uh, make it like a few days trip or something. So I'm thinking about going to Stone Stonehenge, you know, because you can't live in England without seeing the pile of rocks. <laughs> I'm jealous because we were actually were trying to do that before we left and then mm-hmm. we couldn't. I know. Bummer. So you tell me Come how back. those pile of rocks are. <laughs> They're in a circle. Oh, just stacked yeah. up on top of each other. They're round. Mysterious circle. Mysterious. Some mysterious. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, have, I haven't heard anything good about Stonehenge. I just say well, you know, we we were around there, so we just went. And I was like, well, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna drive up to it, just like they do in European vacation. <laughs> the station wagon. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna Griswold the shit out of Stonehenge. Oh, yeah. You'll definitely not get in <laughs> trouble at all whatsoever. You'll be fine. No, I'll be like, sorry, I'm American. We drive <laughs> on the other side of the Stonehenge. <laughs> you do. And it's allowed, obviously. If yeah. you drive the British way around the Stonehenge, it's illegal. You can't do that. It's illegal. That close. Yeah. But if you go the American side, pff, you're I fine. can pull out. Yeah, I can pull out my stupid American card. No. I can play that, right? I think so. I, I think, think so. I'll, I think I'll be okay. I think I'll get away with it. <laughs> Give it to me, Jen. Give All it to right, me. you're ready for some murder. Oh yeah. Because that's what we're doing this week. It's another murder. Story. We're murdering Sorry, each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, but there definitely is somebody getting murdered here. Oh, okay. Don't answer your door then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this story is the slaying of Army Captain Lynn Reister. I got all of my information from two sources. I listened to the Dateline podcast, which is called Deadly Devotion. Okay. That was the name of the episode. And then I found a website called militaryjusticeforall.com, and they had this story on here too. And apparently they found the story on an ID, um, ID channel episode as well. So. Okay. This thing has gone around. And I can see why, because it was insane writing this out. 22-year-old Lynn Armstrong was a lieutenant in the U.S. Army. She was stationed in Germany, where she met her future husband, Private First Class Roger Reister. So, Mm -hmm. if we see that right already, Lieutenant Private First Class Enlisted Officer, that's a big Mm -hmm. no-no in the military. You cannot have relations with somebody under your rank 
Right, and one's an officer. One's an officer, Mm -hmm. one's enlisted. Right. Yes. So that is a big no-no. They kept their relationship a secret while Roger continued to salute Lynn anytime he saw her, uh, since Lynn was higher ranking and obviously an officer. Sure. Yes, so she was higher rank. She was an officer, so she was in violation of the UCMJ, um, which could have resulted in her losing her career if they had found out about their... With that, yeah. Yep. Um, But despite all the risks, they continued on with their relationship. Roger did get questioned one time about their affair, Mm -hmm. um, but he denied it all, and not much else came about it. Um, But they did decide together that they should get married in Denmark so they could get rid of any questioning, no more worries, and they can have an open relationship from now on. Because that's allowed. So I'll just Mm -hmm. cover that real quick. It's it's frowned upon if they do that, like if, if an officer and an enlisted fraternize and they have a relationship that is frowned upon right so you're not supposed to do that Mm -hmm. but if you go like there's no there's nothing against them going out and like getting married that same day like you would have you would have to do it that way because there's like you'd be like well we didn't disclose what we did in the military or whether we were in the military so we decided to get married that day then they can't do anything to you they can't touch you because there's no proof of of a previous relationship Unless there's a previous relationship. So, sorry, go ahead. Right, Oh, no, you're fine. That was good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was what they were, why they did it, too. They they were in love and all that, too. But they were like, to get rid of these risks, let's just get married and then we can be free again. Right. And I think there's also something in the SOFA agreement. Sorry. I think there's also something in the SOFA agreement where they can't marry within the host country. So that's probably why they got married in Denmark. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. I didn't see anything about it, but I think you're right because I think we had talked about something like that before at some point. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think you're right because I was like, oh wow, Denmark. And I'm like, probably because they weren't Mm -hmm. able to do it where they were. Yes, Yes, thank you. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) So yes, they got married and then soon after... um, Lynn became pregnant. Oh. But unfortunately, Roger was deployed and missed the birth of their first son, Tristan, because that's mm-hmm. what they like to do to you. They like of to course. make sure you're gone. Yeah. They're but you so miss nice. every person, every, you know, personal milestone. Right? I know. It's like, thank you. Thanks, military. And as we know, they're mill to mill. So as soon as Roger came home from his deployment, Lynn then got deployed for six months. So they both had to experience being single parents on their own um, and then being deployed away from their child, having to experience both of that. So because of that, Mm -hmm. uh, when she got back from her deployment, they decided they wanted to put in for a transfer back stateside so they could raise their son. It sounded like they had good times in Germany, so at least they got to live it up a bit before. Who wouldn't? In the fall of 1996, Lynn and Roger were assigned to Fort Bliss in Texas. Lynn was assigned a command Mm -hmm. and shortly thereafter promoted to captain. Way to go. During this time, Lynn had been described as someone who took great care of her soldiers and their spouses. She was really well-liked in her 
unit. Uh, the commanding officer, they really enjoyed her. They thought she okay. was, I mean, she was very helpful. She was great with not only the active duty members, but the, their spouses as well. Mm-hmm. In the summer of 2000, Lynn had been deployed to Saudi Arabia for six months as a Patriot missile commander. Four months after she got back, um, Roger, wait, 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 oh, like, I can't even read my own handwriting. This was working out well. Um, four <laughs> months after Lynn returned, Roger convinced her to let his 24-year-old brother Rodney move in. Roger and Rodney. Sorry, that's going to be really confusing because who does that? Why would you do that? Ours. Dang it. So Roger confusing. and Rodney. Yeah. Much like Jessica and Veronica. <laughs> that was my that was ours growing up in my home, in my house, and uh, all I could hear was a ka. Yeah. So I could, <laughs> when my mom would call yeah. us, we'd we'd welcome out. Who are you calling, yeah. Jessica or Veronica? <laughs> also, like the whitest names ever for these poor hey, Mexican girls. They're great names. I like your name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like your name too. So yes, Roger and Rodney. So Roger Rodney, his brother moves in with them. They are living on off base, so they're not on post or anything. They're living in a house off base. Rodney, okay. however, is quite an interesting person. He had just been released from jail in Florida before he moved in with them for very uh, okay. Non-violent crimes, but such as um, setting fires and stealing and uh, grand theft auto. Still very severe mm-hmm, yes, crimes. Yes, bad stuff, but he wasn't yeah. violent, which is good to note right now. Um, okay, and, and he <laughs> moved in with them. Yes, he moved in with them because they were hoping that um, they could help him out since he's just going through a lot that he did to himself no no <laughs> don't that sounds wrong how don't do how would they people. be able to help the yeah how would they be able to help him out if they the they themselves are so busy and struggling with you know the parent just parenthood and being dual military yeah how are you going to keep an eye on this other person who clearly needs some sort of direction in their life uh, yeah, I would be a little worried having a criminal in my house, like... Yeah, uh, that too! That's just, I mean, you have a young child, their child now is like, I think, four, and he's clearly not a good influence. Why would you... Why? Why, Roger? I don't know. Why would you do yeah. this? I know that when my brother, who was who had a drug addiction problem back in the day, he's been sober for many years now but he got into a lot of trouble and he was in and out of prison all the time and he would steal money out of my purse constantly and i mean like it was like petty jen it would be like two bucks sometimes oh, he just and that, that's that's all i would have and he would take it if it was like fifty dollars he would take it but so i would have to lock um my door at night um when we were sleeping because he would take the money and just go buy drugs with it so yeah, someone who's in desperate need of something like that, they're willing to do whatever. They don't care if it's family. No, they don't care. We are, family doesn't mean anything to them now. Yeah, it doesn't. No. It's it's sad when they're when you're that deep into. 
Yeah. That lifestyle. It's, it's yeah. terrible. So, uh, why, Roger, would you allow your brother, who is a criminal, into your home? Come on. family. Uh, right? I know. Family is forever, I guess. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. You don't get to pick them. Yeah, unfortunately. Don't. Um, yeah, so they allow him to move in. But within just six weeks of Rodney living there, he was already putting a strain on Lynn and Roger's marriage. He was lazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he didn't contribute to the household, and he made very little attempt to find a job. Not only that, he was also extremely disrespectful to Lynn. It just oh. outright rude to her. Anytime. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So then Lynn just had enough and she finally kicked him out. Good. All right. Here's the bad stuff. On the morning of May 24th, 2001, Roger took their five-year-old son to work with him. Something he did every now and then. So it didn't, it wasn't that weird. Okay. One of like a, like a co-worker or something had said like, oh yeah, we would see his son Tristan come in every now and then and you know okay get to see how good of a father Roger was basically okay uh Lynn had stayed home because she had a doctor's appointment because she was actually pregnant by this time with their second son Roger had some car right. troubles that later that day so he called his his wife and she didn't answer which was weird to him because she's always the type to answer a phone call or at least get back to him. Well, especially if she was at an appointment, she yeah. probably wanted to keep her phone on her in case she had something to tell him or yeah. like an update on how the appointment went. Yeah, even yeah. so, just a little share, just say, hey, everything's going good, you know, all that. So he had, yeah, so he had some car troubles, which with that, he called his brother to help jumpstart his car to get him home Uh when roger got home he found his 31 year old pregnant wife murdered pause for dramatic effect (laughs) (laughs) i forgot my words people yes so murdered okay She was six months pregnant, by the way, with their child. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. So here's some graphic details, and I apologize. We're going to get into it again later in the story, too. Okay. When Roger found her, after the police were called, they had obviously asking him what he saw. He told police he saw her... On the bedroom floor, her throat was slashed in a way that it looked as if it had been ripped out. Her throat had been ripped out. It looked like her throat. It looks like her throat had been ripped out. Oh my god. According to investigators, her throat had been slit from ear to ear all the way to her spine. (gasps) Yeah. So it was not... It was. It was um, fucking brutal. Yeah. It was not even Holy just shit. like you see in the movies where, you know, and they just like slit the throat and not, it was just. Yeah. It, that like, took pressure. Yeah. Like you really dug into that. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Gross. Um, yes. So the spouse is always the first one, you know, that they're going to suspect. Right. You're the closest one. Right. You're probably the last one you saw, you know, everything. 
yada He's yada. the one that found her. Exactly. But unfortunately, Roger had a solid alibi because he had his son and he was at work. So, and people saw him. Right. He was not there. His brother Rodney had come by, obviously, because his brother told him what's going on. He came over while the police were there investigating. And mm-hmm. he was there for moral support for his brother and even suggested that they should look into a girl named April. Mm-hmm. Now, at this time, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't living with them because he had been kicked to the curb, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney was kicked out already by this time. Okay. All right. So, April. April was an army spouse whose husband was deployed to Korea um, right around the same time that Lynn was deployed to Saudi Arabia. So, both mm-hmm. of their significant others were gone okay roger had met april at a club in el paso where they lived she then offered him to help with tristan seeing as he is such a lonely single parent you know offering motherly help Mm -hmm. okay because you can't pay for that service that i don't know the daycare on base (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah no it's not cool don't do it you're not helping anyone, okay? Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. Just don't. It, so in both of the... I don't. I, this might be true. It's off of Dateline, so they're probably more accurate than maybe what the website found. But according to Dateline, mm. April was only 19 years old. Oh my gosh, youngin'. She's a baby. Youngin' She's girl. She's a baby. Come on now. Wait for your husband to come home. Um. So after Lynn had returned from... Saudi Arabia, her last deployment, she went out with one of her friends that she works with. They went out to a bar, mm-hmm. and Roger was there, too, with April, uh-huh. and which I was, like, listening to this sounds super weird, um, but so Lynn was asking her friend, like, hey, have you seen him out here before with this girl? Like, has he been coming out here while I was gone? And her friend goes, well, actually, yeah, I have seen him out here Quite a few times okay. with this same girl. Mm, and that night... Yeah. And that night was pretty bad. Every time she tried to walk over to him to talk, obviously, about what is going on right in front of her face, <laughs> yeah. he would walk away. But he was dancing with this April girl uh, on the dance what floor the fuck? all night. Like, all in front of her. What? All this stuff so childish it's unbelievable this guy is almost 30 i'm pretty sure he is said he's 27 and he would walk away from her every time she approached him every time only confirming her her suspicion yeah that he was probably cheating on her exactly exactly so it did end up she did end up being able to talk to him though it was through a drunken fight at the end of the night And uh, it ended pretty badly, and Roger ended up moving into the barracks. Okay. Because that's what you should do, for sure. You should definitely move back into the dorms. (laughs) That makes sense. So, of course, now he's, like, suspect number one. Well, right now with the backstory on April, we're kind of looking... They're kind of looking at April as a scorned woman because oh so like sure yes so because it gets a little bit crazier with this april chick so he so they got into this fight he moves into the barracks 
She then asked one of her good friend again if, like, hey, could you do a little, like, recon for me? Can you kind of spy on him and see if anything is going on? Because she had her suspicions. Obviously, she saw him that night. Well, her friend finds, goes to the barracks and is kind of uh, waiting out to see what's going on and sees April walk up to his dorm room. Oh, my and, God. Leave it alone. And hangs out there. And all that. And after that, Lynn then finds out that April is pregnant. Oh, my God. With what is suspected to be her husband's baby. Oh, no. Yeah. So, knowing about April, the investigators obviously find all this information from her. And so, they're obviously looking into her because, like, wow, she's probably, like, you know, a a girlfriend scorns. Like, you – he – breaks up with her basically because he then wants to be with his wife lynn doesn't believe in divorce that's like the absolute last thing she's ever wanted to do she never wanted to right you know she didn't want to end their marriage she really wanted to work on it and hope that it could get better okay always so she that's what she did she worked on it she said hey we can we can work this out so roger moved back into the house yeah there's so just, many issues with that. <laughs> which just makes me so angry, but... It makes me so angry, too. He moves back in, and Lynn soon is pregnant again with baby number two. Which just oh, makes me still so angry, because it's great to have a baby, but you don't want to bring a baby into that energy. Turmoil. Yeah. It, a baby is not going to fix your relationship that needs to be fixed. Yeah. They are not a fix. No. Even if you have the most solid relationship, when you have a baby, it is nutso. It is nutso and you will hate your spouse and they, everything changes. And then you just have to find your rhythm. If you have a really strong, solid marriage, you'll find your rhythm. Even if, And sometimes you won't. And sometimes you get thrown into this turmoil and things just go downhill. Yeah. You know, but if you already start off with a bad, with a bad foundation, it's not going to get better by having a baby. No, no, it, it doesn't. I just, uh, you do not let someone treat you this way and take them back. That is not, that is not okay. No. That's not okay. I get where she's coming from. I like, understand it's very important, but don't, don't do it. Don't. It, don't. Yeah, and now two innocent little blibes are are in the mix. Mm-hmm. And gone because of this now. Yeah. So as the police were sorting through this love triangle, they obviously they interviewed April and everything, found all this backstory out about her and the their her and Roger's relationship. Uh, the forensics lab came through with a bombshell. A bombshell. Okay. They found a handprint on Lynn's arm that was in blood oh can you guess whose handprint that was was it the brothers yeah it was rodney reister's oh yes rodney okay rodney first denied all of it of course of course because why would he give in right away of course yeah yeah but after being questioned much more he broke down Rodney told police Roger had bullied him into killing his wife, which (gasps) is just a bullshit excuse 
still, it could be right, and that's fine, but that's, you still did it, and... Bullied him? Yeah. Why is it when somebody gets in trouble, seriously, they want to drag somebody else down with them? Yeah. I see this with my children all the time. (laughs) Well, he does have a legitimate reason in which we will get to. Okay. Just wait. It gets crazy. So, he, Rodney told the police that Roger said he would pay Rodney after he killed his wife and by covering all of his bills and giving him then extra money once he got the life insurance policy. Okay. Supposedly, this is what he promised him if he killed Lynn. Yes, this is what he promised him. Rodney said Roger gave him um, many reasons for wanting her dead. One being Roger knew Lynn had cheated on him, which is not true, when she was deployed in Saudi Arabia, and that she would get custody of their son Tristan in a divorce because she was a military officer. Oh. So this was one of the bullshit excuses Uh that was given and here's a doozy rodney had been one one of six people that roger manipulated into killing his wife so this is what he's saying like there were six people involved or that he had requested this from six other people or from five other people roger had manipulated six people one of them being his brother to kill his Mm -hmm. wife giving them all these excuses on why she should be dead and telling Mm -hmm. them i will give you this much money and then i'll give you some more once i get my uh life insurance policy paid out so who are these other five people they're his friends they're his friends wait whose friends rogers or rodney's friends they're Roger's friends. Oh, and they back this up? Yes, they do. Oh, shit. Yeah. Two of them had said Roger offered $10,000, but no one came oh. forward beforehand. Why? Why wouldn't you, when you're offered this and you're not even going to go through with it, why wouldn't you take this to the police and... Five people. Save somebody's five life. Five people. Yeah. Yes. Like, she could have, she could still be alive right now had they not been cowards. Right. So, Rodney admitted that on May 24th, 2001, he entered the home of Roger and Lynn, and he had a struggle with Lynn. She fought for her life, but she was no match for Rodney. Rodney nearly decapitated Lynn. Mm. Oh, man. It's awful. Yeah, it's terrible um roger had left him a fresh set of clothes so he could leave without raising any suspicion in the neighborhood oh how considerate right isn't that he's so nice he's thought of everything that's so great rodney was arrested for capital murder and faced the death penalty a jury found rodney guilty of first degree murder and sentenced him to life in prison which is good he gets to live out his days Every day remembering exactly what he did all the time. Right. Forever. Killing his sister-in-law and his future niece or nephew. Yes, exactly. Not only did you kill a woman, a person, but then you killed a 
her unborn baby too like you took two mm-hmm. lives right there yeah fucking horrible um roger was arrested but claimed his brother acted solely on his own please Mm-hmm. A civilian jury found him guilty of four counts of solicitation of murder, and he was sentenced to four concurrent life sentences in prison. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now, what happened to the little boy, to Tristan? I don't know where he went. I'm going to guess he's probably with a grandparent. I'm hoping it's her. I On hope her it's something with his mom's family. Right. Oh, my gosh. Now this poor child has to grow up without his parents. Right. Both of them. Because of this selfishness from one person. Yeah. If this is true, if it's true that he really did solicit um, her murder, like... He did. There were were, um, two of of the witnesses, two of them, besides Rodney, two of them, uh, of his friends, came forward. And first of all, asked for immunity right away. They um they they wanted immunity through. They didn't go through it, but they did agree to it. So they didn't want to get into trouble with that. But they did come forward as witnesses, saying that yes, he came and he asked me to kill his wife because you know, and gave them some excuse on why she shouldn't live. Why didn't they come forward sooner? Exactly. You should There's have five of them. You should have you should have came way before this happened. Oh man. Way before. Yeah. Yeah, that is unfortunately the murder of army captain Lynn Reister and her unborn son. What an awful story. I know. I mean you did a good job telling it. I'm saying it's an awful story. <laughs> it but is. I'm just like, why wouldn't they come forward? Now they ha- now they have to live with that on their conscience. Like mm-hmm. they could have helped this this woman and her unborn child oh my god yeah how terrible yeah yeah listening to that story was absolutely insane good job jen thank you what you got for us well i wanted to touch on that topic of mill to mill um couples so like i said with the officer and the enlisted um, you would probably have to go out like an enlisted member and a officer would have to go out like that same day, meet that same day and get married. So there's no proof of them having a relationship prior to them being married because then they can't do anything to them, right? Right. Um, there are exceptions to this rule if you were an enlist, if you were an enlisted couple and uh, like married couple and then one of them makes uh, becomes an officer then of course that's totally fine um, I think you still have to follow the rules as far as like saluting them and you know your your co-workers at work before your um, husband and wife or husband and husband or wife and wife um, so that's that so when they get married while you're in the military and you get married like male to male it is a high priority to keep you together as a couple and get stationed in the same location. Now, sometimes this doesn't happen. I know in the Air Force, it's uh, it's called joint spouse. Um, it's 96% of couples that they are able to be assigned to the same location. If this is not achievable, like due to position availability, one spouse will be located within 50 miles of the spouse's location. 
It says 50 miles. I've, I So I got most of my information on Military One Source, military.com, and afpc.af.mil. Um, they gave, it was conflicting information as it is anywhere in the military, right? Everything's conflicting information. But some of them said within 100 miles of each other, within 50 miles of each other. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Now, I asked Kyle, I said, well, what if they're both in the same career field? Like, you know, in the same job, in the same position? Like two, like two firefighters I used as an example. What if it's two firefighters at the same base and they, they fall in love and get married? What do you do? Do you, do you relocate one to the nearest base? What if there isn't a nearest base within, within the state? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, I guess the best thing they could do is move them, move their shift. So they're on opposite shifts or one of them is doing like Monday through Friday, eight to five sort of deal versus a 24 on 24 off. And I was like, but I was like, what happens? Tell me what happens. And he was like, I don't know. He's like, I can't give you an answer. And I could not find an answer. It's like, what do you do? I did see that like then in the Navy, they have, um, um, so in the Navy, the service member requesting transfer to join his or her spouse or family member, they must have a minimum of one year on board his or her present command at the time of transfer. So once the spouses are joined in a geographic area, the spouse with the closer um, PRD, which I looked up and I cannot remember what it means now. Something rotation. Something rotation. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, they'll, they'll be adjusted to match their... Oh, so they're like their projected um, PCS. To, to move to or to rotate out of wherever that they will be adjusted to match the further out. So if you have uh, two Navy service members and one of them is projected to leave within the next year and the other one's projected to leave within the next two years, um, they will move that one that had the closer projected date to the further out. So they now have to stay to match the one that's supposed to be there longer. Oh. So that's how that works. But that's kind of nice. Yeah, but it would suck if their location sucks. Yeah, yeah, that too, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did see uh, one of uh, my husband's co-workers was supposed to leave, like, within a year or something, and he was going to go to a really crappy base, according to him. And he got married, and... They, he got pushed back to go to wherever she was going. And so he got to stay an additional year and a half. And I'm not sure where they're going. I can't remember, but I know they were not happy about it. Mm. So it's like, well, I guess nobody can please you. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so again, with the Navy, milita- military couples may not be permanently assigned to the same ship or the same shipboard deployable command. So this kind of answered my question regarding the working in the same thing, but only for the Navy. So yeah. for shore assignments, the couple will not be assigned to the same reporting senior without getting or without the gaining CO's approval. So unusual circumstances may require a couple being temporarily assigned to the same afloat activity, which is allowable at the CO's discretion. So I guess if they are in the same career field in the Navy, depending on the situation, it's allowed to be in the same command Mm. at their discretion. 
Okay. But I don't think they can be assigned to the same boat ship. Boat ship? Ship? No. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it was just all over the place with the whole, are they allowed to be in the same place or not? Do they have to move somewhere else? Now, it gets even more complicated when a member of the, ser- when a service member marries a different, somebody from a different branch. Oh. Yeah, it's even more complicated with that. But they still strive, yeah, they still strive to keep them together with um, their assignment. And then, of course, you have complications due to deployments, schedules, or TDYs. And a lot of times you end up, one service member ends up passing up a career-enhancing opportunity to accept a shitty job in order to help their spouse, or their spouse, you know, advance in their career. So there's a lot of compromises that need to be done and sometimes they're not for the best or in the best interest of one service member. Mm-hmm. could totally see that happening. Imagine if you have dependents and you're having to deploy and, and one person has to still attend, you know, work. It's just like with working parents, you know, working parents and they have to find a sort of balance in order to have their children taken care of as well and just, everything that happens in life but with the service member it's different especially when they're deployed you know mm-hmm. it could overlap uh, the other service members tdy yeah or one one person is on night and the other one is deployed and everything goes to hell when that happens it's a hard balance but somehow they manage that is rough that's hard i i, yeah. I couldn't imagine i know like we have to go we go through our struggles with deployments and stuff too but and i think about with mill to mill like they you know what if they both had to get deployed at the same time i mean it, i know it has happened yeah. and it's it sucks you have to think about like then you have complications and like i have to think about who what family member is going to be taking my children where my children are going to mm-hmm. be going how long they're going to be staying there then i have to go get my children once i'm done and yes oh, it's so imagine. stressful yeah it's so stressful yes but there are perks to mill to mill, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously you get BAH when you are married. Now this means a service member, like I will use myself and Kyle, when we first got married, he was an A1C, so an E2, I think, A1C, really low ranking. Anyways, we got a house on base right away. This doesn't happen for single single service members. They have to live in the barracks. A lot of times they have to live in barracks or the yeah. dorms. So yeah. an enlisted member E1, E2, E3, and sometimes an E4 are most of the time assigned to live in the dorms or the barracks. They can't live off base in the community. Yeah. Um, this is in some cases not all. And married couples of the same rank are not subject to this. They can live on base housing or off base if permitted by the installation. Now, you, of course, get your BAH, which is your basic allowance for housing, and you are able to pay your rent. In privatized housing on base, you still have to uh, provide the rent for the privatized housing, right? So, mill to mill, get more money. They get more money for this. They get their single. They get they get their BAH as a single person each one. 
if you throw a dependent in there, if they have a child, the higher ranking one will get their BAH with the dependent trait. And then the lower ranking one will get their BAH as a single person. So they get a little bit less than their spouse, but it's still a shit ton of money. But it's for, still, you're banking in yeah. that money. Yes. Now, if you live on base, this is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what rank you are. You will probably get a little bit nicer house. That's it. Um, if you live off base, that's where it really comes in. It's like you can get a really nice house to live in, right? And yeah. you get to benefit from this more than living on base. I know this because um, Kyle and I lived, when we lived in Montana, we lived on base. And we had, it was a duplex. And we lived on one side. Kyle was a staff sergeant at the time. Next door to us lived a officer. I don't remember what his rank was. But it was privatized housing, and I think our rent was like $1,000 a month. And his was higher, our neighbor. His was higher. It was the exact same house. Mm-hmm. The exact same house. And they had to pay more. And I was like, I don't, I'm, this does not make any sense. Like, I feel like they should be getting a nicer house for that money. But I don't understand. I don't understand. Housing it was privatized care. housing. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. I, th- I think if money. it was like... If it was military ran, then it they would care and they would definitely segregate us, you know. <laughs> but because it was privatized housing, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they just cared about the money, bringing in that money. money, be like, hey, yeah, be like, this person makes more money, let's take it all. Yeah. And let's give them the they same get, house that this yeah. that this E4 gets. Yeah, we get all the money anyway, it don't matter. Don't matter what house you get, this shithole, that's for you. Yeah. So yeah, when a dual military couple resides in military housing, housing government owned or the private, the BAH of the senior service member should be forfeited as payment for the housing. The lesser BAH remains for the family's use. Well, that is nice. If you live on base. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still getting some BAH out of it. You just, the higher ranking one is forfeiting it to basically pay for the house, and then the lower-ranking one gets to keep that single right. Yes. Oh, okay. So they're able to keep that as families, and then because they live on in housing, it doesn't matter, I guess. Right. That's basically it. Um, but I found a website on militaryspouse.com about... Uh, pros and cons and it's just uh 23 pros and cons of being in dual military marriage so i'm just going to list off some of the ones that i saw in here as the cons getting to a point where i know and accept the that one career is going to have to be cared for and fed over the other knowing is half the battle accepting is the other half so that goes along with what i said is like one of them will have to suffer in order for somebody to advance in their career um a lot of them are like um when they get like phone calls at home being like chief or sergeant whatever be like which one (laughs) because they're both the same rank um, getting your uniforms mixed up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them was funny. She made, This one made me laugh. She's like, being a lazy gal married to a command fitness leader. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, when they bring that shit home, yeah. Um, you have no idea what to do when you're actually together for holidays and big events. I feel like I encounter that now. Mm-hmm. When, when they're off and it's like, well, I want to do something and they just kind of want to chill and not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, a lot of it was like getting their uniforms mixed up, accidentally taking like packing their significant other's uniform instead of theirs, and then they end up with little tiny pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be unfortunate. You unpack your bag, you know, and you're like, you know, thousands of miles away, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, dang it, these are my wife's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so double the command events means double the cost of uh, tickets, event tickets. So like, like balls and uh, Christmas, um, Christmas socials or whatever. Now you're having to attend two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if they're not at the same base and you like want to attend both events. Now you're having to pay double. That's crazy. And then yeah. daycare if you have children. Oh, yeah. Oh, for a cross branch, so someone from two different branches, couples having to figure out all of the acronyms for the other branches of pain. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't even know all the acronyms. I get them all mixed up and confused, and I don't, I don't same. know. Same, same. Kyle pretends he doesn't know what I'm talking about. It's like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know the correct term. Help me. Help me out here. I said something about... Um, night vision goggles the other day and he's like what goggles and I said you know exactly what I'm talking about I know that you do and you just are trying to make me feel stupid he's like no I'm not I said yes you are I was like I can't believe you're doing this I got so mad at him because I couldn't I didn't remember thermal imaging that's what I wanted to say thermal imaging but that's glasses like the same as camera like night vision Night vision, right? He knew exactly what I was talking about, Jen, and he wanted to make me feel stupid. That's what he wanted. And I said, I am not your troop. I've had to say this to him (laughs) a few times lately. I'm like, I'm not your troop. Don't make me feel stupid. Did I tell you about the whole, let me paint you a picture thing? I think I did. I think I already addressed that. Let me paint you a picture. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) He makes me so angry. Thanks, Kyle. Let's go. Yeah. Well, let's go into some of the pros of dual military marriage. Um, so this lovely lady said, when you see each other so rarely that the naked time is amazing. It's like having a honeymoon over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, girl. Yeah. Um, let's see. That they're both competitive with each other, so it motivates them to drive, to drive them and keep them pushing harder. And then having someone who has been where I am and who truly knows what I mean. Yeah. And like venting to to each other about work. They know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Now I can understand that. Half the shit Dave tells me, I mean, he loves to, you know, vent to me about work and stuff. And I'm just like, uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what any of that that you just said. No. Oh, I'm starting from my CDCs and my blah, 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 the bloopity bloops, yeah. and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing 5,000 EPRs and the something, something. I'm like, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, yes. Yeah, all the things, yeah, EPRs, CDCs, blah, blah, blah. So and I'm just like, he's like, oh, yeah, these kids are taking these things online and they have to do this. Your your blah da da on this line, and they have to do it online, and it's got to be on this time, and it's yeah, it's like they're on TDY, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. going TDY to do my cool. CDCs on the CBLs for <laughs> yeah. PC PCS. I gotta go FMO and be like, ah, oh, everything just kind of goes past my head, and I just sit there and my <laughs> yeah, and I just nod my head and smile. Yes, mm-hmm. I understand everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, let's see. Oh, so another one is, I guess, finding humor in it. Being different rates, we tend to joke on each other about it. Um, this person is a Navy CT, CTT, so they can't tell him or her to have him killed when it comes to my work. <laughs> and he's an he's a Navy uh, RP, so he cleaned baby Jesus today. What? <laughs> I, oh. I hope that makes more sense to somebody in the Navy than it does to me. Cause see, again, over my head, pew, yes, yes. right over I don't my know head. What that means, but yeah, that's great. But there are a lot of benefits to it, you know, as well as like, yeah, you get to compare things at work and talk about work and know exactly what you're talking about when you're saying all these acronyms. Um, <laughs> yeah, more, you know, mutual people that you know. And yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting to see, but I don't get it. I know. I um, I mean, I'm proud of those people, especially I see a lot of posts about, the, you know, like the younger wives saying like, oh, yeah. I talked to a recruiter and I think I'm going to join or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to boot camp, and my husband's uh-huh. already enlisted and all these things. And so it's, it's cool to see because I never thought in a million years I would do that at Mm-mm. all. And Mm-mm. I, I just can't, my body, my mind. And uh, I like being a dependa. I'm okay with it. I, I I'm enjoy okay it. it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I've thought about it too. And I'm like, okay, I'm still within the age where I can still join, but I don't think I could be away from my kids for that long as much as I complain mm-hmm. about them. <laughs> yeah, right, I do I really know. like them. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, it'd be two months for um, basic training and then whatever schooling you have afterwards, it's like almost a feels like almost a year of being away from them. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't do it. it. Could be, yeah. Yeah. And Kyle says, You'd be fine, you'd be fine. He like he would be so into it if I joined because he wants to be a dependa so bad. He wants to retire he and could, like yeah. work on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, he could retire, you could be in, he could be a dependa. Just hanging out, cutting grass. <laughs> yeah, but still expect me to cook dinner? I don't think so, Kyle. I don't think so. Yeah, yesterday. Don't we put these things in our head. Yeah, yesterday he was like, hey, we're having tacos at the fire station. I can't go to the fire station anymore. Like, there's been so many um, regulations now that have been put in place, and I can't go anymore. So right. they were going to make a dinner, and he's like, we're going to have tacos. Can you make salsa? And I was like, sure, <laughs> sure. So I made salsa and I delivered it. And I was like, I made it extra spicy just to spite all of your buttholes. Because I'm so bitter. <laughs> I was like, I'm so bitter that I can't sit down and have dinner with you guys. And so I, <laughs> I texted him later. I was like, how was your taco party that I wasn't invited to, but yet I was still able to provide salsa for? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> and he's like, it was good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bitter or anything about what it, right? Get. I am. That's what you get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm oh, that's awesome. That's so funny. I know. Jen, I am downsizing my house so much for... <laughs> Damn it, words. My tongue fails me. I'm just getting... <laughs> oh, I was saying I'm downsizing. We're still downsizing the house to prepare us for this move. And it's like... Get, like getting close I'm like oh my gosh we're just a few months away from having to pack out and I told Kyle I want I want to send our stuff earlier like I just 
Yes. You inspired me. Our neighbors haven't gotten yes. their stuff too. And they yes. packed out like a month before they left and they still have not gotten their stuff. So it's been like, they've been without their stuff for like three months now, like you. Oh, so I was like, rough. yeah, so I was like, we're going to pack out sooner if we can. Um, yeah. I was like, we have the couch that we're not going to take. We're good with that. And we have my daughter's mattress on her bed which is two mattresses stacked up on top of each other because it's ikea stuff so i was like the kids can Mm -hmm. use that because she got new mattresses the other day they're they're just stored in the garage and now we can sleep on an air mattress i was like we'll be good we'll be good yeah for sure i mean if you can make it work i would do it in a heartbeat especially with everything going on i would Mm -hmm. pack out as early as you possibly can yeah to have as less time when you move yeah for waiting for your stuff yeah because when we get to our duty next duty location i'm pretty sure we're gonna still have to quarantine for Mm. the 15 days yeah and then yeah who knows by then yeah yeah and then waiting for house waiting for house too i hope we get to live off base but you just never know right it's hard it's hard to know but yeah yeah definitely i think that's a good way to look at it especially right now with just everything being crazy and everything slow that it just you just never know (laughs) you don't know what to expect and it's yeah it's a stressful one i want to know from our listeners if anybody is going through the same thing as you like how they're managing with having to live without their stuff whether they're getting ready to go somewhere or they just arrived at their next duty station i want to know how you guys are dealing with it might be good good uh info to put out there if you have a trick that i haven't found yet yeah for sure oh i would love that if you guys have any ideas and uh, you know anything extra you've done you know pack if you've been able to pack out early what do you do in, while you're kind of in limbo between mm-hmm. moving and going into TLF or what you do in that limbo stage of waiting for your HHG to get there and yeah. not having hardly anything if you've found some nice things to be able to do to keep your sanity <laughs> yeah <laughs> get some normalcy in your life <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you guys want to reach us at dependusplaining at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, that'd be great. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes, for sure. We always love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Like we said before, I will listen to your problems or your questions yeah. or your comments. Mm-hmm. And because I'll see them first because I'm in the future and then I will tell Veronica <laughs> and then we'll talk and we'll laugh. <laughs> yeah. Tell Jen about it because she'll know about it before it actually even happens. So she'll help right. you solve yeah. it before it happens. She'll help you uh, prevent exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. You'll send it to me and I'll get you an email back and it'll be like you barely even send me an email and you get something back. Yeah. So I'm in that future. That's exactly. how future I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll work out really well. Yeah. It Jen's a great well. listener too. So she'll always listen. She'll always be on your side. Always. So, I'm yeah. For you. yeah. I'm your hype girl. Yes. Jen is a hype girl. Oh, Jen was my hype girl here. But she's still my hype girl from a distance. Yes. From a distance. I don't know the right set on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Great, Jen. Yeah. Great topic today. I think we did really well. I'm so proud of us. I, I loved it. Your information was awesome. Learning about the milk-to-meal side because obviously we're both just wonderful dependas, so yeah, we don't we're know that other side of life. awesome dependas. What are you talking about? The duh. The raddest. We have a podcast. We have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we have the raddest podcast. Spread the word. Share. Spread it. Rate and subscribe. (laughs) Great, Jen. Great. Great story today. That was a really crazy roller coaster. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have to up my game for next week. Let's see what I can come up with. Yeah. And again, if you have any suggestions out there, any Mm -hmm. home home base, true crime, scandals, murder, anything, hit us Stories? Yeah. If you know of any personal stories... Send them to me, to Jen. Yes. Yeah, the pendasplaining at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> at the pendasplaining at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. Stop listening. Do Go do it. it now. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Any closing remarks, Jen? Um, nope, that's it. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm good, too. We're good. Yeah. So. I hope you're good. Hope you all are good out there. Yeah. And your time maybe you have some freedom maybe you're in lockdown like me maybe you're in between who knows but that's why we're here to help with your sanity (laughs) yeah let us know how you guys are doing and uh we will be here for you and we'll keep putting out some episodes for you for your entertainment for your listening pleasure and for your info yeah yes that wherever you go there there you are. are goodbye Thank you.